This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast with your hosts, Scott Walker and Jamie Davis, episode 201. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Jamie Davis, author of Fun Fantasy and Sci-Fi Reads, and I'm here with my co-host, urban fantasy and Coben cozy fantasy author scott walker hey scott um you know we, we say this perfectly so many times and then i screw it up today but that's all right how are you doing uh you know i'm great i think the question is how are you surviving the blizzard out on the east coast today we're, we're recording this as the as the east coast is getting hammered with the, with the storm yeah I've, I've got a good solid six inches on the ground and we got four inches earlier in the week so it'll probably be the time all said and done we'll have about a foot of snow in the front yard which is fine Ooh. It'll keep that's me snow, that's snowman building snow. Snowman building snow. You're absolutely right. Yeah, we're looking forward to getting out. We were out today with our um, grandson and playing with him in the snow. He's four, and um, you know that was all of 15 minutes, but he enjoyed the heck out of it while he was out there. So that's as as would I. Yeah. <laughs> so what have what have you got going on? Um, you've um, I know you've got. We don't talk about this new mug you got coming out. <laughs> No, it's out. Man. It's out. It's, it's, it's already there. out. There, there's no coming out soon. It's done. The the deed is done. We uh, on our last episode, we were talking with uh, author Kelly Grayson, and he came up with some kind of self descriptive reference about the fact that he wrangles feral characters. And I, I mentioned offhandedly on the podcast, I, I want to put that on a mug, and I did because I just why not? Because why not? So now. I have a mug on my Society6 store, and it says Feral Character Wrangler. And if you're an author who wrangles feral characters, it's really hard to say, uh, you can go buy this mug. What the heck? I just had to do it. So it's up for sale. We'll have a link in the uh, podcast uh, page and all the notes on, on that. But I, you know, thank you so much, Kelly Grayson. I appreciate that. Um, hopefully somebody will take us up on our offer. We'll see how the sales go. <laughs> I'm actually going to have to send him one of those mugs. So just for, you know, cause I've known Kelly for years and years and years. Um, it'll be fun. I got to get his new address up in New York and um, drop him a, a, a mug out of, out of the blue, just to surprise him. I think he will appreciate it. Well, and you know, I, Hey, let's just toss it out to the readers too, because I, I come up with this stuff on my own, but sometimes I grab stuff. If you've got a mug you want to see up on the store, uh, let me know. Send us in. Contact me. Contact Jamie, and we'll see what we can put together for you. Because I I love coming up with new mugs. I have way more mugs in our kitchen than I'm supposed to. I'm not allowed to bring in any new mugs, according to my wife, uh, and she's not wrong. Like this is not a situation where she's not letting me do what I want to do. It, it, she's completely right. I have way too many mugs in the kitchen. So I now store them in my office where she can't see them. <laughs> Don't <talk about> <laughs> Anyway, what are you up? What are you up to, my friend? What are you wearing oh, these days? What's going on? What am I wrangling? Yeah, the um. Well, let's see. Um, I just recently turned in um book eight in the Lone Wolf Squadron series into the editor, and that is due to come out February twenty eighth. So not that far away from when you're listening to this episode. Um, that's Cluster Command, um, book eight in the series, and um, the cool thing is, uh, over on my fun fantasy. Um, fantasy family community 
over on the Ream platform. Um, my subscribers there actually got the opportunity to help me name book nine, and they came up with the idea for Star Deputies. Um, so Star Deputies it is, book nine in the Lone Wolf Squadron series, and I start writing on that actually um, – the week this episode comes out, I will have started the first chapters in that, in that book. Um, really looking forward to getting into that. I set up so many things to happen in book nine when I finished book eight that uh, I've got a lot of loose threads to tie up um, and get done in 80 to 100,000 words. So we're going to see how that works out. Is this the last installment for the series it's the I, I write things in like three book arcs so it's it's the last in this series for a little while i won't say it's the end because i definitely can do more with these characters and i have some ideas on where to go next um but i think i've got i've got a couple of other series i need to pay attention to in the next 12 months after I finish writing these. So it'll probably be about a year until I put out two or three more books in this series. Um, because I've got some other characters that are demanding my attention. Those feral characters that they are. Um, I probably need to get one of those mugs too at this point. So, but, um, <laughs> I think you do. Yeah. I so I, I, yeah, that's over it. I just am excited that I, I put a poll up with a couple of different, um, book names and let my readers, over at the uh, Ream platform, the community over there, vote on it. And that's what they came up with, the Star Deputies. So I'm excited. And I'm, I'm guessing you're going to be releasing early access to this new, new book, right? Yes? Um, no? Not this series, because I actually write it through another publisher. Got it. So Got it. I, can't, I can't publish them on another platform without their permission. So um, I, I figure I can name a book with the help of my subscribers, but I can't put the put the book out early there unfortunately however the uncle chip saves the face series is rolling out uh, three chapters a week over there um book one will be finished up here in a, in a week or two from this episode and then um book two is already scheduled to start dropping episodes um chapters right away um three chapters a week over on the uh, platform for the paid subscribers there. So they get to read it before anybody else gets a chance to see this book other than the Kickstarter people that they're already done and have read it. That was like almost a year ago at this point. So um, it's exciting to get new readers to get a hold of um, this new series. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, it's a great series. You should be. You should be. I love the interaction with the fans. The the Ream platform is not something I've launched, but I'm going through the process. And my hope is to sometime in the next month or two, get mine up and running. So very excited about that. Looking forward to having a new way to interact with my readers and my fans. And, and this it's, is a, this, it's a lot yeah, of fun. It really yeah. is. And and I, I just, um I just had an update go out today and had a couple of comments come back right away from the people that got the notification about it. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's giving me an opportunity to, to chat with people because Facebook just isn't, you know, Facebook shows stuff in my reader group to like two to between two and 5% of the members of the group see anything I post there. And that's just, you know, not what I set it up to be. I wanted everybody to be able to see what I'm doing and answer me and talk back with me and everything else. And so this new platform gives me the opportunity to do that more directly and in, a, in an even better way, I think. So I'm excited about that. And I think you will be too, Scott. 
I am. I am. I'm watching. I've been watching you. You launched this, I think, in December, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been watching your progress and talking to the other Reem authors and a lot of big names are jumping into that space. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited about that. I'm looking forward to it. So stay tuned, Scott Walker readers, something, something, or I should say LA Scott, because I'll be doing that under my pen name for my cozy fantasy series. Um, LA Scott is the pen name for that. So it'll be there or not, not Scott Walker, but yeah, stay tuned. Got some, some stuff coming up very soon, hopefully. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it as well. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, but we have to get into this week's episode. So let me go ahead and introduce our guest. Um, our guest this week is Gemma Clatworthy. Um, she's actually been on the show before, way back when I was doing the show solo a couple of years ago. She's one of the last authors I interviewed before we took a break. Um, but uh, Gemma loves writing and started publishing her stories during the 2020 coronavirus lockdown, as well as her de- debut urban fantasy series, Rise of Dragons. She writes children's books and has a craft blog. She lives with her family and their two cats in Wiltshire, U- United Kingdom. In her spare time, Gemma enjoys crafts of all kinds and playing board games. Sounds awesome. Can't wait. Let's do it. Gemma, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, it's a it's our pleasure. Trust me. Um, you you were here on this podcast, this very show, maybe two years ago when it was just Jamie. So now you're gonna. It's just like a bonus. This is like a two for co-host now for you. So you're you're coming back, but you get twice the number of hosts. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited because when I first spoke to you, I think that might have been the first podcast I'd ever done. I was baby author for like that was my start. And now a couple of years later, we get to check in again, which is so fun. And we're going to we got a lot to talk about because you've been very busy. A lot of writing projects in the last two years. Tell me about (laughs) Before we get into the details for, for any readers who are not familiar with you, do us a favor. Could you please do a quick introduction of yourself? And then we'll dive into the rest of the episode. Yeah, of course. Uh, So I'm Gemma Clatworthy. My pen name is G Clatworthy. And I write um, cozy urban fantasy set in the UK. So if you like um, sarcasm, slow burn romance subplots, lots of action, then that is the sort of thing that I really enjoy writing. Awesome. So we have three questions that we typically ask guests kind of gives um, readers some kind of a foundation and a sense of what is it you do and what you write. So question number one, when and why did you decide to start writing fiction? Great question. So as with many writers, I have always written stories and I love, you know, creating worlds in my mind. But I started writing for publishing back in the 2020 lockdown. And the very first book I published was actually a children's book called The Girl Who Lost Her Listening Ears, which may tell you something about how our lockdown experience went. Uh, But I soon switched over to writing books uh, for adults and more particularly that I enjoy writing. So that was when I made the move to urban fantasy. And I haven't really looked back. Uh, I really enjoy the genre and I like being able to, to create the world and mix the magical with the mundane. Before we get into our second official question, just how do you define cozy urban fantasy? What does that mean to you when you think about that genre? 
Oh, that is a really good question. So I think the cozy elements of it are that it tends to be quite a small community. So what I call a small world. So there are a, a small number of characters and it's very location based. So the location almost becomes an extra character in the book. There's a focus for me on food. So all of my books have a lot of food descriptions in them. I think that's a big part of the cozy genre. And there tends to be an amateurishness in my books, uh, hopefully not in the writing style, but in the characters. So they're, they're not, the main characters tend not to be kind of like hardened professionals who are great at their jobs. They're people who are learning. Uh, so I think those are the main elements of how I describe Cozy. And the story can meander a little bit, which is perhaps at odds with some of the urban fantasy, which tends to be quite fast-paced, action-packed, hitting all the notes, bam, bam, bam. Whereas Cozy stories, you know, they take their time. They're like a winding river, just pulling you along gently, adding in some family drama. Maybe some people go bowling or go to the cafe and really take their time, enjoy the drinks. Uh, so that's the sort of fantasy that I like writing. Very cool. What, uh, and you, you touched on this a little bit, but, and, and you're, previous answer gives me a little bit of a hint of how you're going to answer this next question. What do you love most about writing? So I really enjoy getting to create worlds inside my head and get characters to live out their stories. I mean, sometimes I don't have a lot of choice. The characters just come to me and they're, they're like, we need this to happen. I'm like, okay, I'll just write it down. You just go on your adventure. That That's cool. Um, and I really like bringing a bit of enjoyment to the world. So my stories, they don't take themselves too seriously. You know, if there are tropes there, they are often mocked or there's a bit of a, you know, sarcastic twist on stuff. So, yeah, the characters don't take themselves too seriously. The There will always be a happy ever after in my book. So readers, you know, they know that about me. And there will always be a slow burn romance love subplot as well because I I'm just a sucker for a <laughs> slow burn romance so yeah those are the things that I enjoy writing and those are the things that I think readers have come to know me for and and to kind of jump on top of that the the readers expect certain things from you you just said um what is that experience that you want them to have at the end of your book you know what is what is that feeling that that makes a G. Clatworthy book something that they want to pick up so I would love readers to come away uh, feeling like they've had a little bit of a laugh maybe a bit of a subtle laugh I'm, I'm not sure how laugh out loud my books are I, I'm not going to be the judge of that I find some bits of them very funny but I might be the only one so <laughs> we'll just leave that there um, I think I want them to come awake and with the warm and fuzzies you know everything's ended up okay even if there's been a bit of peril in the middle and the world is just a slightly better place and people have been distracted for a few hours and that's that's all I ask, ask for and that's why I love when readers tell me you know they've read it you know maybe when they were feeling a bit unwell on a winter's evening snuggled up with a blanket and they just got the warm and fuzzies and it was exactly what they needed at that time and that makes my heart sing. Yeah, ba based on what I've read of your books, I think that is a perfect encapsulation. It is definitely like the 
just, yeah, it's, it's coffee with a friend. It's staying indoors on a cold rainy day. It's, it's, it's just a, a really satisfying feeling at the end. Totally. Thank so, you. Yeah. So speaking of cozy and urban fantasy, let's talk about Omens Ford, which is your current cozy urban fantasy series. And tell, tell readers a little bit about that series. How many books do you have out? What's the blurb? What, what kind of world can they expect to step into? Yeah. So Omensford, it's a cozy witch mystery urban fantasy series. So it's set in uh, a fictional village in the Cotswolds, which is very close to where I live, which is sort of middle England, middle class, um, village so small world it's a bit of a farming community as well and in the first book fee who's the main protagonist is a witch who has an affinity for electricity and she loses her job by blowing up uh, another computer and then she's roped into helping at a village festival helping her mother and she doesn't really want to be there and then to top it all off she gets a becomes a prime suspect in a murder investigation. So things switch from there and she starts trying to clear her name and the name of her entire family because I think her mother and her sister are all suspects as well in this um, murder. And yeah, things go from there and there's lots of good family relationship dynamics that come out with kind of an overbearing mother, a sister who thinks she knows what's best for everyone and Fee trying to navigate a a world where she doesn't have a job, has lost her purpose a little bit. And to top it all off, she gets a snarky familiar who's a dragon type creature as well, uh, which is great fun to write. So I've had it described by a reader as if Jessica Fletcher worked in IT and lived in an English village and had magic, you'd get this series. So I think that's the vibe of the series. I love that. And it sounds like so much fun. And who doesn't love a snarky familiar or snarky sidekick? I mean, that's that's so much fun, not only for the reader, but I think as a writer, it's something fun. What is it? What is it that is one of the mo- more favorite moments you've had with that, that side character, that, that snarky familiar that that's made you laugh? Because I often find if I feel like I'm laughing, they'll probably laugh too. Yeah. So, uh, so Cressida, the familiar, she's just really good at calling out uh, Fee, Fiona about her, like, you know, she's messy. She's, like she sleeps too late and Cressida's just like you need to get your act together um why are you doing this why are you tapping so loudly on the keyboard you're giving me a headache so it's it's that kind of stuff and she can say things um that I think maybe we're all thinking like when Fiona's being stupid and oblivious about the love interest (laughs) you know uh her familiar can call her out on it um but the other fun moments in the book that I really enjoy writing and that do make me laugh um are Uh, Fiona and her sister have pun battles between them so that is in every book there'll be kind of a word that then triggers a load of really stupid puns so in the latest book that's coming out uh, at the end of this month there's or 31st of January because I don't know when this podcast is exactly airing um, Fee's passing her driving test and so they just start riffing puns off each other like with the words car in them um, which 
obviously I can't now remember because my mind has gone blank but it made me laugh trying to come up with them and it's like oh you can't not do that can you and silly things like that so if if your readers or if your listeners like a pun then that's something fun that I always enjoy putting in there. I, I think several readers like puns I do that's for sure. Um, so you mentioned uh, this This is your latest book in this series. This is book six. Is that right? Yes. So book six is the one that's coming out soon. And what's the title? Fae and Familiars. Nice. Nicely done. Love the alliteration. Yes. Yeah. And they are sort of alphabetical, but I really <laughs> kind of hate myself a little bit because I started with the letter B, bed socks and broomsticks, not A. So at some point I need to go and do a prequel that starts with A and then partway through, just because the story had to be written, there's a pumpkins and pop stars right in the middle between, I think, D and E or, or C and D. That one's in there. So that just really bugs me <laughs> that it's not quite alphabetical. <laughs> it's it, the stuff that we obsess over as authors. I mean, th- that list is inexhaustible. Readers could, yeah. I'm sure the readers could care less, but you lose sleep over this. I know. They they probably don't even notice. They're just like, oh, those are fun alliterative <laughs> titles. And I'm like, yeah, they're meant to be alphabetical, but I messed up. <laughs> it's all, again, I don't think readers are complaining. You're, you're doing just fine. Um, how much of fee do you feel like is, is, you know, representative of you? How much of you did you pour yourself into fee? Or is she pretty much an opposite uh, dynamic from you in terms of her personality? And like, I'm just curious, I think I think I often have my characters drinking my favorite beverages, eating my favorite foods, not all of them, not every single character, but there's at least one aspect of me reflected back in my protagonist. So I'm curious, what's that look like for you and Fee? Yeah, definitely. So I think all of my characters have got a tiny aspect of a personality in them, either of myself or or people that I know, although disclaimer, all characters are fictional, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but Uh, Yeah, so in Fee's case, so where she is not similar to me is she loves coffee. I'm a tea person. Um, She's very good with computers. I am not. There was some research to to go and get that side of her personality. Um, But she is quite logical, which I think I am quite logical. And she's got a virtual, uh, like, cork board like one of those murder boards so but she does it all on her laptop so when I'm plotting things out I feel often like I have my own version of the like author murder board you know who's done who's going to do this where are the clues uh, and all that so I feel in that way we're similar but in other ways very different as well. Now does Fee have a nemesis or a continuous antagonist that appears throughout the series or is this something where she has different bad guys, bad ladies, whatever that she runs into um, in, in each book? Yeah, great question. So they're all standalone. So they are all different uh, baddies in each book. So the the overarching kind of subplot of the series is more about the slow burn romance that she has with a, a handsome doctor and the family dynamic she has with her mother and sister and how that grows over the series. But what I will say through both my series, uh, so this one and my other urban fantasy series, is they're both set in the same world. And there's kind of a a bigger 
plot that's building. So if I carry on writing in this world, that will probably come through. And that's around the tension between people who have magic or who are magical beings, so like elves and dwarves and witches, uh, and the mundane people, which are ordinary humans um, who also inhabit in the world. So that is some tension that we've seen a little bit in the first series. There's a bit more in that Svi has encountered in this series, and that's kind of a big overarching plot where, as I say, if I keep going and writing more series, that, that will come out at some point. So the, the giant magical roundabout exists in this world? <laughs> yes, the giant magical roundabout, which I talked about last time I came on. The hideous magic roundabout um, that is secretly a demon portal or demon seal. Um, it exists. It's there. Fee drives over it in her driving test in the uh, book that's about to come out. Uh, I'm not saying she fails because she drives over it, but, you know, there's demon energies at work there. So. Well, just to keep uh, readers who are not familiar with your books clear, you know, we're talking about Omens Ford, your current cozy urban fantasy series, but you're referencing a different series that I think you wrote before Omens Ford, correct? So tell yes. us a little bit, what's the name of that series? And t- give us some setup there, because uh, I'm now I'm really intrigued because my sense of that series, it's a, it's a little bit different tone-wise, a lot more action, uh, and not quite the same structure story of Omens Ford, and, but they're in the same world. So now I'm really intrigued. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so series one, which is the Rise of the Dragons series, follows the protagonist um, Amethyst, who is a half dwarf. And she starts off just wanting to run her jewelry shop. And then her best friend gets kidnapped in book one by a cult who want to raise dragons. And so that is how dragons start to end up in the world. And magic also starts to get stronger, although that's a very subtle subplot um, through there as well. And as you say, that is more traditional urban fantasy, uh, a lot more action, um, a lot more yeah, typical urban fantasy with a lot of the tropes you'd expect. And the witches who feature in the Omensford book turn up in book five in that series. And as soon as they turned up, they just lived in my head and they were telling me they had stories they need that needed to be told, um, but in a much cozier, smaller world. So it's it's very much focused around Fee and her family and this small village um, and maybe like a holiday to Cornwall. But that's it. Like it's all very close, whereas the urban fantasy is a, is a little bit more spread out and is centered in a in Cardiff, which is a different location. So although there are threads that come together. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I know that from uh, Torchwood. Am I right? Yes, that's where a lot of filming got done. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, follow-up question. Um, Magic system. You talk about magic kind of, I I, I think this is a, is it a hidden world? Would you call this a hidden world or no? Is uh, magic Uh, out and about? No, no, magic's out and about. So people are aware of different races and are aware that magic can be used. Uh, and some people really love it and you get like magic tourism. So Omensford is a magically protected town and there you get a lot of tourists, coach loads of tourists come and just bask in the magic, which is around there, supposedly. Uh, you know, they don't play it down. They want the money from the tourism money. So that's cool. Um But then there are some others who are uh, mundane people who are really resentful of magic and think that it's being used for kind of nefarious purposes, which is where this tension that builds through through both series is. 
You, you mentioned that the witches kind of lived in your head, and I know that there's the, at least some parts of the real world involved in your books and your stories. Um, what's what's a common source for your story ideas? Where do you, you know, where do you find the ideas that appear in Omensford and and become the next book? Oh wow, that is such a great question. So it it normally starts with just a just something that like prompts me so so the book one came about as I say um the witches turned up in book five of another series and they they just had stories to tell and I really focused in on fee because I thought how fun would it be to write a witch whose power is electricity and technology so she's a tech witch but tech keeps breaking around her so she, you know, pretty much every book, she loses at least one phone because her magic malfunctions. Um, and that's kind of running gag. And she doesn't like to fly on broomsticks because she doesn't have that type of magic, but she is able to fly a vacuum cleaner. So that's <laughs> like the witches in Hocus Pocus when they have to fly vacuum cleaners. So it's a bit like that. So I thought that would be really fun. And then yeah from there it's just kind of grown and so she um has some success solving the murder in book one and then something else happens in book two and she's kind of thrust in again and then she gets offered a job with this uh, magical agency who comes up in both series uh so now she's got some legitimacy to investigate and now it's you know she's working through that and anything that comes up in her patch she's the go-to magic consultant and she has to work with the police who don't necessarily value magical expertise so there's some good tension there uh, and it's just really fun to write and the characters are are really fun um just imagining who these people in a typical british village might be and how they might interact with each other love it i absolutely love it um I, I, I want to say, well, we don't have to talk about this. You you say that you're writing urban fantasy, but you recently wrote something in the fantasy genre. Yes, I'm so excited about this. And I hope my series will be ready for later in the year um, to come out. So um, Scott had a brilliant idea for a shared world fantasy um, location called Cozy Vales, which is pure cozy fantasy. So um, when I say that, what I mean is think high fantasy, so like Tolkien, but with really low stakes. So think people <clears throat> trying to open a coffee shop, for example, or in the case of my short story in an anthology, which is freely available across all platforms. I'll do a bit of advertising for us, uh, Scott. Um, a um, a woman who an apprentice who's trying to get into a guild, uh, the dressmakers guild, and she has to go through her presentation and kind of make a, a really great garment to get in. And then I don't want to spoil it, but um, well, I will spoil it, but she doesn't get in. And that's the catalyst for going off somewhere else to start her own shop. And that's going to be the focus of my series is her starting her shop and how she gets on in a in a new place. So, you know, she's a city girl and how she has to deal with a more rural location and, and maybe change some of her thinking. Um, but yeah, it's really good fun. And I'm, I'm loving writing that series. And again, there's a lot of focus on food and being able to take your time with the journey and explain things and getting to a bit of detail. Whereas with some 
more fast paced genres, you kind of skip by a lot of the detail. So I am, I'm loving writing in that world is so much fun. What's that collaboration like? Because you know, I, I've, I've worked in shared worlds before. Um, so has Scott before the cozy veils. And, and I, I always felt like there was a critical mass that was helping me along from everybody's contribution. So what, what was that feeling like to work together with other authors to kind of build this place, Cozy Vales? Yeah, so this is my first time in a shared world, collaborative world, and I am absolutely loving it. And the bits that I love most are when um, the authors riff off each other. And so someone comes up with an idea for something and then someone else goes, oh, but what about this? Or could we do it in this way? And then someone else chimes in with, yeah, and this would be a great idea if we could do this. And all of those creative ideas mixing together, I think, makes it so much better than just one person having their original idea. Um, And something I'm really loving is all the little details that people are coming up with. So I'll I'll give you an example. I'm quite biased because this is one that I came up with. Um, But there are a series of guilds in Cozy Vales. And one that I came up with was the Tea Masters Guild, who have a love for um, tea and often think they know best about what sort of tea a person might want to drink Um, but they have a secret sign which I don't know if you have I'm a little teapot over in America if that's a nursery rhyme so that teapot um, (laughs) I don't know that you make it with your body like your arm on your hip and your other arm is the spout so that is their secret like sign to other members of the tea masters guild and just like little things like that and that's only one example and people have come up with other fantastic ideas about um, species and other guilds and locations Uh, but those little touches I just find so inspiring and you think oh yeah I can do something with that yeah for sure the the there's the there's the hub and the overlap where we we play in these like shared spaces whether it's a city, a town, a vale, et cetera, or we, we pull elements like guilds, mention other characters in our stories. There's that mixing of, of content. But I also love that the re- authors can retreat. And it, a lot of the, sh- the stories in the anthology, a lot of the authors kind of did that where they kind of carved out their own little place within the queendom and created their little stories and told their stories in a very, I don't want to say isolated, but in a very separate place. And so the ability for authors to either lean in really heavily on one story and play in a lot of with a lot of the shared content in the shared locations and characters, et cetera, that options there and that's fun. But authors also have the ability, like uh, I think Nat's Nat Webb short story takes place in a matter of hours one night inside a bookstore. Like it, it's it's a very enclosed, tight space story that still feels very cozy. Um, and then we have others that that span half the queendom. Um, you know, we've got a character who travels from Capital City all the way down to the coastal bay, Vale, Turtle Bay, and everything in between. Like we've got all these different kinds of stories. But I, I agree with you, Gemma. For me, the the most fun is going into the Discord server and someone's suggesting some idea. What about this or what about that? And then everybody piles in with their ideas, suggestions, and what comes out of that is something that probably would never have existed, you know, and individually I couldn't come up with what the world is now collaboratively we did. And I just, I think that's, and that's magic. That that co-creation is just absolute magic and joy. Definitely. 
And I, the other part I really love is the critiques. So we all read each other's story for the anthology um, Winter Tales uh, in Cozy Vales. And just the amount of suggestions and points where people were like, what if this or mm, is that really like right for that character? I found those things really elevated my writing in that short story. And I, I think that other people got a lot out of that, those critiques as well. So just having that creative input, I have found amazing and I really enjoy it. And yeah, I'm excited to see what comes out of Cozy Bells next. Well, we have reached, kind of gotten towards the end of our show, and um, I want to make sure we get to our, our one of my favorite parts of the podcast, which is the no wrong answers, rapid fire questions that are coming your way. There are no wrong answers. The first thing that pops into your head is probably the right answer for you, and um, we'll just jump into that if you're ready to go. There's five of them. We'll take turns. Scott and I will bounce back and forth. Okay, I'm going to take a drink of my tea first. Okay, go ahead. Get, have a have a sip of tea and be ready to go. And I'll right, start off with, um, if you could have a pet familiar, what kind of animal would it be? A, definitely a dragon, 100%. That's my awesome. wish fulfillment is writing that in. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, what is your favorite flavor of chewing gum? I don't really like chewing gum. Mint, mint. Okay. Which of your characters would you want to go on a road trip with? Oh, um, uh, Amethyst. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. Coffee or tea? Tea. Specifically, uh, Ruibos tea. Okay. And top destination on your personal bucket list? Japan, 100%. We went there for a holiday, well, many years ago now, and it was so amazing and cannot wait to go back. Fantastic. I second that. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great country to visit. Well, awesome. listen, Gemma, um, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. And uh, why don't you just tell everybody how everyone can find you online? Where's the best place to find out what's going on with you? Maybe sign up for your newsletter. Uh, where do they find you and your books? So I have a website, www.gemmaclatworthy.com. Uh, that's Gemma with a G. Uh, so you can find all my releases and how to sign up to my newsletter there. There's a ton of free stories as well, which um, your listeners should definitely grab. And then if they like the style of writing, please stay on the newsletter. If not, um, that's fine. No hard feelings if they want to unsubscribe straight away. Um, maybe I shouldn't say that, but like, <laughs> I know I'm not for everyone. Um, and then in terms of the socials, you can find me on Facebook under Gemma Clatworthy or Instagram under Gemma Clatworthy, or I do have a TikTok as well, which is G Clatworthy author. Uh, so you can find me on any of those platforms or drop me an email, Gemma at GemmaClatworthy.com. Say hi. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us today, Gemma. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I had so much fun chatting with Gemma about her, both her series, really, and the things that she's branching out into with Cozy Vales uh, that we kind of touched on a little bit at the end there. Um, this sounds like she's got so many great things going on. Yeah, she does. And we have to bring her back because one of the things we, I, I overlooked and failed to mention during the interview was she and I have something very special in common. 
we have both been able to have the pleasure of playing Dungeons and Dragons with Luke Gygax, the son of Gary Gygax. And I know this because I randomly saw a post on her Instagram page with her standing next to Luke Gygax either right before 20 Books Vegas last November when I got to do that. I, that was my second time playing a D&D game with Luke Gygax. So she's got like all these awesome, really interesting hobbies. She's a really fun person and we definitely have to have her back. But for sure, readers of, of Cozy Urban Fantasy should check out her Omensford series. And if you want just straight up urban fantasy action, you know, her first series is going to be awesome as well. Rise of the Dragons. Um, and, but the fact that those two worlds are connected, I, that, that, I, I love that. I love those kind of crossovers. So it's great. Definitely. And we'll have links to Gemma's website and everything we talked about in the show notes for this episode. And you can find that over at jamiedavisbooks.com. There's a podcast tab right at the top of the page, and you can go there and find all of our most recent episodes there. Um, scroll down and find Gemma's episode and follow the link right to her website. And I'm excited to be able to share her stuff with all of you. So definitely follow up on that. Uh, Scott, why don't you share with listeners how they can get in touch with you and follow what you are up to? Yeah, scottiswriting.com is my website. I, I the, My pen name, L.A. Scott, right now is just a newsletter. I'm folding that under my current website. But uh, head to scottiswriting.com. And then on social media, I'm also Scott is writing on all the major social media platforms. How about you, my friend? Well, you can find me and my new community over at the reamstories.com site. You can link up with me there and read a free short story just for just for following me. It doesn't cost you anything. You can take the shortcut to get there by going to jamiedavisbooks.com slash family. Until next time, I'm Jamie Davis. And I'm Scott Walker, and we are asking you to keep on reading and keep on listening here to the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast.